When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Anyway, this is their first kiss. They were like high school sweethearts last night, and uh, she mentions football team here. But I did some like research. Never I, I know that this is another one of the song. ones I know. This is an older one. Yes, it's from yeah. the Fearless era, same era as You Belong With Me that I played earlier. This is 15. Get this one in the mix, man. This one. <laughs> yeah, a good one. Right? Tomorrow we'll open the show with this. Uh, <laughs> but I did some investigating, okay? I'm on delusional Taylor Watch again. <laughs> and I'll write your name. So the Chiefs buy. It's in week 10. It's a late bye. Same week as the Rams. It's 11. Wait, week 10? Yeah, Rams by week 10 by. Oh, you just threw her off, bro. <laughs> I, it did throw me off, <laughs> but uh, Chiefs. Maybe it's week. Uh, wait, when is our when's the Rams by? Week ten. They're more than one team has a bye on a weekend. No, no, no. I'm just uh, I'm I'm just confused. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't I didn't matter. Mean to, yeah, I did. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Dang it, Trav. So, yeah. Week thirteen. Uh, Trav. They have off on uh, over the weekend of eleven twelve. Okay. So November twelfth. And that also happens to coincide with when <laughs> oh. Taylor Swift restarts her Eras tour in Argentina and Buenos Aires. Son of and so maybe we'll see Tra- Travis Kelsey in Buenos Aires. And I'll write your so name. So long way to go. <laughs> 11, <laughs> off. 12, 13, 13. Which is her favorite number. Her number. Her birthday. And I'll write your name. Yes. <laughs> Come down the delusional rabbit hole, guys. Isn't it funny how you okay. can just make numbers do anything? Yeah, they told numbers don't lie. Yes, they do. You can you can make them do whatever you want. How much time did you spend putting this all together, or is this just information you have at your disposal? This is instantly? information at my disposal. I'm literally, literally last night on Twitter, <laughs> my Twitter page and my uh, TikTok for you page. It was I could not escape it. It was just Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Chiefs. Okay, it's amazing. This is what, I guess this is what I'm asking. Let's say that for whatever reason, yesterday at 2 o'clock, you know he's at the game, okay? Or she's at the game to see him. But at that moment, all social media becomes inoperable for the rest of the day into this morning. Do you put all this stuff together just because you know it in your head, not just because you can put it together? No, I, I knew a lot of this stuff ahead of time. If only, like, I if I had seen, you know, the pictures of Taylor of leaving and stuff, I would have gotten to a lot of this other stuff. Emily showed me one of the pictures of, was it a popcorn machine? So, yeah, it's a video of this large popcorn machine slash, like, it's, holder. How tall is it? Six feet tall? Yeah, six so feet tall. Six feet tall, maybe three three feet wide, mm-hmm. and it's a cube, like a cube shape. This what she's cylinder. hiding in? That's the speculation that that's where she was hiding. That's yes. wheel, so they roll her it, in. They yes. roll her in and out. It it was. W- She's five eleven, so she would fit in it. I'm like, come on, man, come on. 
She just likes little spectacles. That, but that's to... that's why it's a come on, man. That's exactly why. <laughs> yes, I, I understand. Most of her stuff is genuine. That is a little bit of like a come on, man. yeah, yeah. She used to hide <laughs> yeah. in suitcases when she didn't want to get seen by the paparazzi, leaving her house and getting to her car. Come on, man. So yeah. Well, I thought it was genuine too until I figured out this might all be a <laughs> a ruse. Yeah, a promotional. What the hell? Idea. Hey, just open your mind. There's many uh, things that happen, but that's a that's a Taylor Swift for right now. Hey, quick note here. And all right, your name. Uh, that was a 13th popcorn machine. They counted 13 and to make sure it was a 13th one. So <laughs> <she> <laughs> can... uh, yep. One. Two. Yeah. That's her. That one. That's exactly. her. It. She could fit in there. Like she yeah, crouched she's down a little bit. Yeah. It was. Uh... They're trying to put Kelsey in there. Is old. He's <laughs> <laughs> got one full leg out. They're like, "What are you doing, Travis? We see you." Famous people can walk to their car. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes you don't want to get Yeah, and she's also not going down like the escalator with everybody else. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot. That's a lot. Million Dollar Mondays is back on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Hollywood Park Casino. Listen every Monday during the season for your chance to win. All you have to do is give us your Super Bowl prediction, both teams and the final score, and you could be winning a million bucks. And just for playing, you can get two tickets to a game at SoFi Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino Eat, Drink, Play. So Monday night football, two Monday night games tonight. Eagles and Tampa is the early game, yeah. hour ahead. And then, of course, the Rams and the Bengals play uh, the, the traditional Monday night spot. Joe Burrow has been questionable all week. Zach Taylor is still saying it's a game-time decision, yada, yada, yada. DeMarco came There's on with us last optimism week. optimism from Dan Rossini that of course he will play. Of course, there is. of course he's going to play. Right, they're paying him a small fortune. There are drugs that you can take to mask some pain for a period of time. I would be shocked if he doesn't at least go out there and try to start the game. Whether he's any good, whether or not he can finish the game, mm. that I think is up in the air. But I would be shocked if Joe Burrow was an under center. To yeah, start. I'll do this. You know, you were just about to mention it, Demarco. When we had him, we're talking on I think it was on Friday. Friday, Friday. Friday we're having a chat, and before you got into the seafood tower and everything else that you kept going into. Well, that's Don Trell's fault. <laughs> Right. I'm not. I'm not questioning whose fault it is, but it obviously circled back around to uh, Demarco. But um, he was just no hesitate. Yeah, the guys. The guys playing. Like, wh- why is this even a conversation? The only you know, only thing that's kind of stuck with me is potential. I mean, you see him here in some of the high, just hobbling around his calf. That's the he doesn't issue. Look good. Doesn't look good at no. all. And it's probably one of those lingering things that, in order for it to get back to hundred percent, it's going to take time. It's not something that there, there is no time in the NFL. There is no time. Right. By the time the season starts, that's it. You're 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 done for eighteen weeks before the, even the playoffs start. Um, but listening to Demarco say that. I kind of looked at it a little bit differently that, well, if Joe Burrow doesn't go, they're already on two. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play in this game, damn, that means Joe Burrow is probably going to be out for a, a little bit of time. You had a stat last week, and this was more for some of these teams. It was before the Vikings-Chargers game. You said only six teams since like the 60s have made the playoffs since – Starting 0-3. Starting 0-3. It's a little different now because there's a 17th game, but it's still only six It's like teams. a 1% chance. Yeah. just shows how the odds are just going to be so different. Well, this isn't a team that – you don't look at the Cincinnati Bengals and this is one of the teams that you're figuring, yeah, they're trying to get a top five pick this upcoming year. They're one of the favorites to get out of the AFC. They the they're AFC supposed, championship game they're supposed to be playing KC or Buffalo or one of these other two teams. So um, no surprise that he plays. But the question is just going to come down to is, 
is he effective? Is he ineffective? How much? How much? Uh, how much uh, ability is he going to have in the game? And we know how big of a game it is for the Rams, and they're not going to be be no sorries from them. I want to go to the Rams next, but the other three teams in the AFC North are all two and one. If they go zero and three, they're chasing everybody, right? And and that's a good division. All three of those teams. The Steelers have an offensive problem, but they're pretty good on defense. The Browns' defense might be one of the best in the league, and the Ravens are always pretty good. You know, they they missed a field goal that they should have won that game yesterday. They should be three and zero along the way. So he's got to play. And, and yeah. I'm not saying he's going to play well, but I would be stunned if he's not out there to start. The Rams are in a fascinating position because. This was a game when the schedule comes out, you got, yeah, that's going to be a hard one. Monday yep. Night Football in Cincinnati, the Rams team that we thought we were going to get, we didn't think that this was going to be a super competitive team. Now they are looking pretty good through a couple of weeks. Matthew Stafford looks good. The O-line looks good. Everything we just said about Cincinnati, it goes from a game that not only do you have a chance to win, you probably should because this is a lot like we talked about in Seattle in week one where if you do win, it's, it's money in the bank. Because you'll probably beat Indianapolis, or at least you have a chance. Now you can be three and one. Philly's coming into town. Even if they stomp you, so what? You're three and two with the Cardinals coming up next. You're in a great spot. Lose a game that you should probably win tonight. Now you got Indy with Anthony Richardson coming back next week, probably, with Philly waiting on the backside. This is one of those games that's going to affect the mood of Rams fans drastically, one way or the other. I don't, I'm not going to try to be too dramatic on this. I feel this is like it's such a it's so stupid to say this three weeks into the season, but it's such a pivotal game for the Rams. The difference between two and one and one and two, I don't know why it seems like such a big deal, but it is such a big deal. Let me let me go back to this before the season started. And I told you, you're at Seattle, you got San Francisco at home, and you're at um, at Cincinnati. Yep. If I told you you could grab one of those games, you take it. You're signing up. Yep. And then it was okay. Well, can we get to three and three after six games? You know, yep. you kind of just slot out maybe a couple games at a time, whatever the case is. Well, lots changed. You beat Seattle. You hung with San Francisco, and you're taking on a Cincinnati Bengals team that is at they're 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 depending on a player as much as Joe Burrow represents us. He's beat up. So if you don't win this game and Joe Burrow's not 100% and now you're one and two, what's our conversation going to be like tomorrow at this time? It's a completely different conversation. Pivotal is the perfect word. It is incredibly because win it, let's go. Right, you win this game, let's go. Go be three and one against Indy. And every because the schedule has changed. Washington is not very good. That's a game that all of a sudden you feel like you can win. New Orleans looks pretty good. That's a tougher game. Okay, than, even Indy, they're coming off a win against Baltimore. Sure. Arizona, what you thought were two layups, well, they're not. Right? You look at Pittsburgh, I don't know. Dallas, I don't know. All these it, it's changed so dramatically at this point. And I got a question. I got a question for all you guys. Sean McVay always says the right thing, right? He's, you know, we, we're going to try to find a new opportunity for Cam Akers and we're going to do, like, it's never, ever personal with him, or at least it never sounds personal. He's very professional in how he positions himself when he's talking about his former guys. Do you not think he wants to make a point with Kyron Williams tonight? Mm-hmm. Do you not, like, watch this? Like, they're going to have to stay on the field a long time. Yeah. This, the, the way yeah. they're going to win games, ball control, right? Sure, keep, the, sure. keep the other defense on the field. the long drives they've been doing all season. The, those same things, but uh, I'm calling it right now, a lot of Kyron Williams tonight. A lot. For but, si- uh, simply with the, yeah, look, this is why we can 
send you out for next to nothing. I mean, they did it last week, too, when Kyron had two touchdowns. Yep. And they went to Kyron all the time. Yep. It is kind of McVay wanting to show have a point. It, it does feel like, I'm going to just show you how right I am all well, over again. Well, I, I was going to say, I, I, think the, I don't think it's a point to Cam Akers. I think it's, I know what I'm doing. Yes, that. I, I'm going to make any decision I feel like is in the best interest of the squad. Yep. And if you're not on board, cool. It ain't going to be here. Right. And and I, it, you see what I'm saying? That it's nothing. I do believe him when he says nothing personal. Can't make all stuff. Oh, I don't. Well, the only you know what you want to know why I believe him is because I'm one of the best coaches in the entire NFL. Sure. I don't need to prove it to Cam Akers. That's it, what I mean by that. It's not proving it to Akers specifically, but Akers did the thing that I can't have here. I can't have somebody that thinks he's more important than what we're trying to get done here. So now I need to make an example of that guy. So not I want to embarrass him, but now that he's gone, I need to let everyone else here know my way, the right way, the culture way, the we, not me, the be it's the best. best it's the, the best shot we got. This is how we do these things yeah. here and goes out there and balls out today. I think that's – it's not a middle finger to Acres, but it's a – the rest of you guys, everybody needs to be on board with this. We're not tolerating dissent. The the only the only reason why I, I have some hesitation on that, I think he's already got the room. I think he's got everybody. You know what I mean? I think that it's a way to reemphasize it, though, isn't well, it? But the reemphasize that happened last week, right? Yeah. The the yeah, that's it. He's not going to be with us any but longer they before win. they even trade him. What's that? They didn't win. And and, and if they don't, if, if put it this way, if Kyron Williams looks meh. Then okay, we, you know now. Now what are we doing? But does right? it, doesn't it feel like if it was another coach, it was like just Staley, where I don't know if I have everyone in the oh, room. No, no, no. I, I'm not sure if people are listening to me. I'm not sure if people trust me. By the way, he's not wrong when he has that gut feeling. McVeigh, I feel like, has got that. Obviously, he's got that good pulse on. All it. right, we got our final college football corner coming up here in just a little bit. And Slee, I'm going to go into detail. I got to talk a little Dodgers on the other side too, because Clayton <laughs> Kershaw looked pretty good on the yeah, weekend yeah. And, and got uh, passed on Drysdale on the all-time wins list. He's number two in Dodger history. And but, I got my spotlight. <laughs> and Emily showed up on Sunday Night Baseball as well. There's a lot of Dodger stuff to get to. Mookie set a record. Tons to get to. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. Hey, y'all. So we're into our college football corner. And I don't, I don't have a Taylor Swift reference here, so we're just going to go for it. But Ohio State. Thank you. I'll take the under on that one. <laughs> Ohio State uh, defeated Notre Dame 17-14. We talked briefly about how there was uh, only 10 men on the field at the very end of the game. Uh, Two plays Oregon. in a row. Yes. 
It was not good for Notre Dame's defense. But here's a stat to know. Oh, what a good game. That um, Ohio State-Notre Dame was NBC's second largest regular season college football audience ever, mm. averaging wow. 10.5 million viewers and peaking at 14.2 million because NBC has the deal with Notre Dame. Sure. And so they do all the Notre Dame games. Um, in addition to that Notre Dame fact, after the game, uh, Ryan Day wanted to respond to what Lou Holtz had to say <laughs> at, on game day. So Lou, Lou Holtz said this about uh, Ohio State. He said, you look at Coach Ryan Day, and I coached Ohio State under Woody Hayes. We won the national championship when I was there. I'm proud of that. However, Day has lost to Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and Michigan twice. And everybody that beats him does so because they are more physical than Ohio State. And I think Notre Dame will take that same approach. So that was said at college game day. This is what Ryan Day had to say after the win um, on the field. Like I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said Oof. about our team. What he said about our team. I cannot believe this is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. So is this a good look or a bad look out of Ryan Day to clap back at an 80-plus-year-old man, Lou Holtz? I have no problem with it. Holtz started it, right? I mean, Holtz is the one that opened the door for that response. If he just showed up after the game and started screaming about Lou Holtz and Holtz hadn't said anything, <laughs> it would be a bad look, right? But hold, look, football coaches are lunatics, right? If you if you question a football coach's team's toughness, it's like saying something about his mother. You, you, it's if, like if, saying if, something about Taylor Swift to me. Exactly, that's a better example. Like it's like saying something to Emily about Taylor Swift. Yeah. It, first of all, Holtz is wrong. They lost to Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan a couple of times is because they're awesome, not just because they're getting pushed around. Ohio State's one of the best programs in the country. I, I don't like Ryan Day. I don't like Ohio State, but he's 100% within his rights to do that. I got no problem with it. And listening to you know, listening to him in that post game, you're going to tell me that doesn't get the kids riled up, the the students riled up, mm-hmm. the fans riled up, the booster riled like, I, I think there's That was certain, to the students, pretty much. But that is like... Those are opportunities where um, you can take something said against you. Dion's been saying this the whole time. I'm keeping receipts. I'm yep. doing this. I'm doing that. They use these to motivate their their university. They use this to motivate. And even if they don't do it publicly, they're do, they're going to do sure. it behind the scenes. I liked it. It was fair, and they won on the road. So what the hell do you want? Marcus Freeman needs to learn to count to eleven. <laughs> right. Jesus. I mean that the. It, once in a blue moon, you will have a, a snafu where you don't have the, but the proper not person there. That moment, this could be the difference of making a college football championship or not. Twice, yep. Tw- twice at the end of the game, the two most important plays of the game. Because what's first of all, that game, the rating you were talking about, him, that game was a dog in the mm-hmm. first half. It was terrible. It was boring. There wasn't a lot going on. Dog. Second half was incredible. But you can't have 10 players on the field on back-to-back plays. Take a penalty, do something yeah, to stop yeah. the clock and stop the play and get your 11th guy on the field because, of course, they were going to go in. Yes, and as we alluded to earlier in the show, uh, Oregon did beat the crap out of Colorado. So Oregon won 42-6. to And so uh, it's kind of nice that Dan Lanning was not doing this out in public, but this is what he said to his team at halftime. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man, right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference, right? There's a difference, right? This game ain't gonna be played in Hollywood, it's gonna be played on the grass, right? It's gonna be played on the grass. 
In addition to that, the Oregon Duck, what's his name again? Puddles. Puddles came out and uh, did the Dion walk out and then uh, tried to beat up a clock that said yeah, prime time. Well. That yes, well. his head did fall off and he had to run back yeah. into the stadium afterwards. So is this end like, for the, not real. Is this the end for the Colorado hype? What do we think? I, I think, listen, one of the things, Trav, that you said is just make it a game. Make it a respectable game. Because if – I don't think it's done yet. But I think if SC goes to Colorado this weekend and it's a similar type of game, which I don't think it's going to be like that. I don't think it's going to be that bad. That could be. But I, I think one more of those, and it's like, all right, well, you'll still sort of pay attention to Colorado, but let's go pay attention to the big boys, the top 25. What are the other big games going on? Um, but that's definitely a much closer step to saying, all right, no longer interested in that. It's not close to being done if long as they can come out of the SC game and start winning again after that, right? They look if they beat SC, which is unlikely but not impossible. SC's what if defense they get stinks. blown out? If they get blown out, we're done for a minute. But it's coming back. The second he wins another game, the second they beat another ranked team, the second they go to a bowl game, it's Dion. It's not just that Colorado's Dion is box office but, but this hype that we had in those first three weeks oh, sure. was as if i mean I, honestly I, I don't remember a time where i saw this much attention no, towards no, no. the college it football was the, the story of the sport for the first three weeks but what what i found a little bit interesting from what lanning did was there are a lot of kids that dan lanning is going to want to recruit that deon sanders is going to want to recruit and going at Dion seems like bad business. Not that he's not right. Colorado is the clickbaity team, right? Colorado is the one that's, to your point now, front of mind for every college football yeah. team. But that kid that's kind of on the fence, they, these, they love Dion. Dion's so popular. I love Dion, right? So I don't know if I want to go at him. Like, what, if you said, look, we're going to go settle this with our pads, this isn't settled by hype this isn't said we're gonna go out there and we're gonna play but the click thing versus we're gonna show it on the it felt directed specifically at oh Dion. definitely was. yeah yeah definitely and i don't was. know if that's great for business because a lot of the guys whose living room dion's gonna be in you're gonna yeah. be in there well, too. dion dion said look everyone's coming after me he's yeah. like you're not playing against me you're playing against them but everyone's he's the face of Colorado, so they're all going after him. Also, one more thing, I it was the Lou Holtz comments was on the Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee show, yeah. not Game Day. They just looked at the same set to me at the time that I pulled the clip. But yeah. I apologize to Pat McAfee and College Game Day. <laughs> no, Holtz. First of all, Holtz always says whack stuff, right? Yeah. The, Lou Holtz going out and saying something crazy is not new. He's the one that Notre Dame would be nine and zero, and they're playing Navy, who was zero and nine. Navy's gonna kill just us. The fire from Ryan Day it, was funny. It, he's right. Right, if he just said, "I think Notre Dame's going to win," that's fine. But they're going to win because you're not physical. The foot—that's that is the F word to a football coach. Yes, it, it is the ultimate insult. Your guys aren't tough. You know, even like go back to the greatest show on turf team with the Rams back in '99. Yeah, right. Oh, they're a finesse team. They're scoring 50 points a game and won the Super Bowl. And you could still even that finesse team is like it still kind of sticks with them in a way that isn't great. That it's it's the ultimate insult in football. Yeah, and and by the way, I think you said it right at the beginning. I don't think anybody's questioning is Ohio State a good program. No, like, what do we do? Why why are we questioning Ohio State? By the way, you want to question? I think have comments like that for USC. Have a comment like that of, hey, is SC? What are we watching here? Is is that going to be a team that in two years they're just always in the college football championship game, whatever the case is? 
Ohio State's been there for these last few years. I don't think you really question that. They've been there for a long, long time, time, but especially even just in their most cranking recent out history. NFL guys, mm-hmm. they're cranking out you know championship game appearances. Maybe they haven't won a million titles, but they're sniffing around. You know, they're kind of you know they're kind of like the Dodgers a little bit that they're around it a bunch. They don't punch the ticket as often as you'd like, but it's close. Speaking of. Um, Clayton Kershaw picked up the win that put him all-time number two on the Dodger list. It's uh, him, then Don Sutton, or excuse me, Don Drysdale. For Don wins, Sutton's right? number one for wins. So on Saturday. On Saturday. Yep. He pitched reasonably well. I'm looking for my notes here. So he threw five innings, gave up no runs, but those aren't the numbers that jump out at me. Okay. There's two numbers that jump out at me. Number one, in his last three starts, I believe, he hasn't had any fastballs 90 miles an hour or over. Everything's in the 80s. Against the Giants, pitched five innings, he walked two. Game before that, he pitched four innings, he walked two. Game before that, he pitched five innings and walked five. Game before that, he pitched five innings and walked three. So that's eight, ten, that's 12 walks in his last 19 innings. It's not what Clayton Kershaw does. Clayton Kershaw is so good and he's so precise and he's such a aggressive pitcher that he can be in the zone over and over. That's why he gives up home runs is because he throws strikes, right? Mm-hmm. But what he doesn't do is walk guys. That's the part that has me so scared. I I love this guy when he's on the mound, when he's right, when he competes. All, there's almost nothing negative to say about Kershaw. The problem is he's so far from the best version of himself right now. He, the velocity is nowhere. He's trying to nibble, which is why he's walking guys. And when you play the Brewers, sure. the Phillies, certainly the Braves that have these lineups that have bats up and down. You walk a couple of guys, you're not going to wiggle off the hook the way you can against the Giants or the Rockies or the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're going to they're gonna hurt you. If you walk guys, the walk number is the one that jumps out of me time after time. And it's not once or twice. That's four starts in a row where he's walking way too many people. There was a quote over the weekend. So Dave Roberts, this is something to the effect like, I respect him so much. Look, Kershaw's not do. making any excuses and he said, but I know what's going on. And I, listen, kind of left me with this, but I know what's going on. What he's basically saying is there's obviously a lot of stuff going on in the background. Who knows what that pain threshold is for him? Who knows how his shoulder is feeling? Maybe it's the day after, before, whatever the case is. But I know what's going on. I don't know why that slapped me across the face. And I think there is something to what you're referring to here. That There's the, you're doing it right now. Give him all the credit in the world. Sure. By the way, he gets the He's amount of rest. like crazy. He gets the amount of rest that he needs in between starts because it's the regular season, mm-hmm. six days, whatever it is, right? You're about to jump into a postseason run if, like you mentioned, it's the Brewers or whatever team that it is out there. Um, these are playoff teams. And the I walked a couple of guys in an inning might not have an effect in the regular season. The I'm not clocking at 90 or above maybe doesn't mean that much right now, but in a couple weeks, it could be the difference of the Dodgers being eliminated from a series, going up in a series, or going down. I know this from personal experience. Being afraid to throw the ball over the plate is no fun. It's it's a really lousy feeling, knowing that you have to live on the black, that you have to live on the corners, and 
you walk a couple of guys because now I have to come over the fat part of the plate. It's a really bad. Com- it's it's an. It's like awful you're pitching feeling. scared, right? You, you are pitching scared because you. I don't throw hard enough to throw it by anybody. My I don't have command of my stuff to spot these pitches where I want them to where even if they are at 88, 89, it's still good enough. It's if I miss by a baseball or two, it's over the fence. So I'm going to make sure that I miss off the plate, which means now there's a guy. Now I have to be on the plate. Mm. It's this vicious cycle that goes through it, and it's very very hard to pitch that way. And here's my biggest fear of all. What have we been talking about for Dave Roberts going into this postseason? That he's going to have to make in-the-moment decisions sure. based on what's happening no script. and what's available. Of all the guys that he's going to let go and try to figure it out, it's this guy. Right of all the guys, they know it's Clayton. And by, he's probably not wrong. Yeah, but yeah. let's Even give with this playoff stuff, his playoff history before the um, COVID year. But I don't think any of that matters right now. I, I, They're I in such either. a unique position. He's going to give of all the guys on his staff. I think the guy he gives the benefit of the doubt to. Hey, just give him one more guy. It's Kershaw, mm-hmm. and he's probably the last guy you give one more guy to mm-hmm. because. He just his stuff just isn't there anymore. His location, his command, the want, the heart is sure, there. Of course, all of that is up the, here. The, it's the there. Brain yeah. is there. Yeah. But my body's not responding the way I need it to. I can't. I can't hit that back foot slider. I can't throw that big curve. I can't spot that fastball right where I mm. want it. And with Acuna and Riley and Olson and Albies and all of these guys that they have in that lineup, you you throw up all over the middle of the plate. They're going to hurt you. With all with all that being said, damn. There is such a freaking team keeps winning. The looseness of how they play, the ability to kind of grind out games, whether they score seven runs or they score three runs, which is the last two games that they had. Still impressive, Trav. Still impressive what they're doing on nine and nine. They might win 100 games again. I saw the headline Braves win 100 for the second year in a row. Dodgers won 100 games four years in a row. And then this this would make five if they get there again, which just doesn't happen very often. We'll talk more about that. Plus, Mookie did something that's never happened before. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's do it. It is Alex Ronquillo in Pico Rivera. Alex, you are the right caller. Do you know how it works? Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. I'm so excited, man. I can't wait to get to the game. All right. So, Alex, do you know how this works? you got to give me an AFC team, an NFC team, and the final score. you got a chance to win a million bucks. What do you got for us? Well, man, let's go Chiefs, Niners, Chiefs 27, Niners 24. 27 wow. to 24. Good game. The Chiefs over the Niners. That would be a good game. Alex, congratulations to you. And uh, you win two tickets to a game coming up at SoFi Stadium. Do you know who you're going to take to your game, Alex? I'll probably take one of my buddies. 
drinking buddies. <laughs> I think I you got my number, right? <laughs> yeah, I know you like that 805 there, Trav. <laughs> you do. I, indeed, do I do. Do you think Taylor Swift will be at the game if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl? Uh, no, nah, she's not going to be there. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Alex. Thanks for playing, Alex. Congratulations. Good luck. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, Million Dollar Mondays on 710, presented by 710 ESPN and Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. Chiefs Niners feels like chalk at this point, right? Yeah, I, I, you can make a case for and some you other teams. You can make a case for some other teams, but the the Chiefs have just – it's a natural pick, and the Niners look like the best team in the NFL. They so, do. What, they do. What are they All right, do? I have one last thing today. And I'll write your name. All right, so I know that me and other Swifties that are so conspiratorial and delusional right now, we sound a lot like this from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There is no Carol in HR. Matt, half the employees in this building have been made up. This office is a goddamn ghost town. Yes, exactly. So I am connecting all the dots of the Taylor Swift that the, they beat the um, beat the Bears by 31 points. Backwards is 13. That he wore 1989 bed uh, outfit. You know, guys, just come along for the ride. Enjoy that people are happy and they have something they like and that they're passionate about. <laughs> and it's really fun. I'm just enjoying the ride. Do you have any of your two pages of notes left, or is that everything? Um. It's pretty much everything. Okay. I had some stuff that I uh, was going to do the whole backstory plot line, but I don't know if we have enough time for that. For? Come on, let's All go. All right, so backstory <laughs> plot line. Here's what how it started. Going well, back she's to the go first deep page. into her patch. She's All right, pages. <laughs> page eleven. <laughs> All right, and all right. So, uh, Eras tour begins March. Uh, she is still currently dating Joe Alwyn, boyfriend of six years. Breaks up with boyfriend um, Joe Alwyn at the end of March. Uh, she starts dating this man named Maddie Healy, who is the lead singer Maddie. of the 1989. Oh, no, 1975. Sorry. 1989. You got 89 on the brain. Em. Exactly. So <laughs> she dates uh, Maddie Healy for a brief period of time, meets her, his um, Mom. grandmother. And grandmother. Mom, oh, wow. Uh, and Jeez. is involved, but they quickly end their romance situationship. Cut to July. And I'll write your name. Travis Kelsey goes to see uh, Taylor Swift at Arrowhead, plays the Arrow Store there. And he says on his podcast that he wanted to go give her a friendship bracelet with his number on it, that her team, quote unquote, did not meet with people after the game, but that she didn't meet people after the performance. But we know this to be false. She does meet with people after the performance. So maybe they met that Everybody night. Everybody freaking knows maybe that. Maybe they didn't. And I'll write your name. <laughs> so then, September, or sorry, August rolls around. He's at training <laughs> camp. He's being asked who his uh, celebrity crush was growing up, and he said Taylor Swift. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift also ends her U.S. leg of the Eras tour. Okay, so cut to September. <laughs> and I'll write your name. Uh, she is spotted going to the studio wearing an eagle sweatshirt. Uh, Jason Kelsey asks uh, if Taylor Swift likes Travis Kelsey's mustache, and he says, oh, we're not going to talk about that. Travis says, we're not going to talk about that here. Travis says that he, quote unquote, spent some time in New York, and that is where Taylor Swift has been since the Eras tour has been over. <laughs> and uh, they are quite, there are stories coming out. They are quietly hanging out, quote unquote. All right. So that's the Taylor Swift timeline to then. And I'll write your name. And then uh, Travis goes on Pat McAfee's show and talks about how he wants to invite Taylor Swift to Arrowhead to see how he does it. Jason Kelsey last week was on uh, Pat, um, Pat McAfee. Oh, no. I got the lost. Philadelphia Sports <laughs> Radio Show and talked about stuff. Anyway, the past weeks have been leading up to yesterday, and yesterday I already went through the timeline there. All right, I got a couple questions for you. Okay. You ready? Yeah. What do you, when you hear people are adults, okay, that unattached adults, 
Okay. Single adults mm-hmm. are hanging out. What does that mean to you? Uh, dating. Dating. Um, they're, they're not. Buddies? They're <laughs> not. Um, they're spending time with each other. They're probably doing a lot of things together. They're going out together. They're probably staying at home together as well. They're they're together. Em, is that right? Yes, I would. I would presume that they have maybe texted back and forth that they have hung out in each other's homes intimate with one another yeah Maybe. private yeah right yeah. yeah okay so is that more or less than a romance situationship <laughs> that is the same as situationship situationship includes spending hanging time out. together hanging out in romance situationship or so situation synonyms Situationship is before you're fully in a relationship okay so you're in a situationship until you say that is my boyfriend that is my girlfriend official Yes. Is yeah, there a document that you I have was just going to gonna say, situationship has <laughs> it would be, an e-signature. It would be saying, when you say, hey, would you like to be my girlfriend? Hey, would you like to be my boyfriend? Do you have to, doesn't it's it become a paperwork for a loan? No. It's People 60 still pages. You, you still have to come be say, hey, let's let's say, it's again, it's a whole situation of what are we? Are we boyfriend, girlfriend? And it's, that still happens. I don't know. I it's, may need to go back and rerun my entire life because the only thing i ever asked susan was if we w- she would get married to me right but i don't know if i ever asked her, you didn't to, ask be her my, to go steady i asked her out on dates all the time but i never said hey are we are you my official girlfriend or anything Were you like that? official I, I think the more <laughs> common route is at some point after a couple like uh, a good amount of time hanging out together and that you can say we are mutually exclusive and that we are dating a uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. I think that tends to be where it is. So until Travis says, hey, this is my girlfriend. Can, does Taylor it have Smith. to be the man asking the woman? No, it could be either way. Okay. Sometimes people will just, hey, hey, Because I feel wh- like she's the alpha in this relationship. <laughs> right? And I don't mean that disrespectfully to Kelsey at all, but she's Taylor Swift. She's so famous that this is going to be her decision to make. Am I crazy, Al? No. The ball it's, is in her yeah, <laughs> up to her right like there's nobody that's who's more but what if travis kelsey is like i don't give a you know what i'm Dude, travis freaking that kelsey would be awesome he, and he's fun. got that energy by the way he does have that energy yeah and 100 mil and, and six five pittance 230 great great play against everybody other than taylor swift right but just you got what that's really cute 100 million a good jo- good job maybe maybe it'll hit it big someday good job and i'll go. write your name like she's she's jay-z rich Oh no, she's yeah. She, you know, yeah, yeah. she's oh, she's yeah. not yeah. Travis Kelsey rich. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, she has her own team basically, and she's, Roger or uh, and Kelsey plays for that team. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> she's like hanging out with NFL owners yeah. rich. She's just not NFL player rich. Yeah, she's she's Bob Kraft. She's not Travis <laughs> Kelsey. This is a, a different animals here. altogether. The Dumps coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. All right, guys, so don't forget, tonight at Hollywood Park Casino, Hollywood Park Casino, join me and producer Laura for a Monday night football fiesta. That's right. You have a chance to win a million dollars. And then that's uh, today. Uh, awesome. Five o'clock, I mm-hmm. think. That's for the Rams. Yep. Uh, so we'll be there a little before that. So You, you guys got two come. games going on. Two games. That's two right. Doubleheader. So yep. come hang out, producer Laura and me, and uh, yeah, just watch some football. Who'd you pick in your eliminator pool? I took Casey. You did, so yeah. you're you're alive. Yeah, I'm still alive. I've got Philly tonight. Okay, going up against another team that I hasn't lost seen, the game. I'm curious. Hey. I'm curious how many people are out from potentially taking Dallas in Arizona. Not as many as you might think, mm-hmm. because everybody, including you and me, took Dallas the week before. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you can only pick them once. So Dallas went off the board for the vast majority of the pool the week before. Some, but not not nearly as many. You as have you the might totals think. for this week. 
The to- the points? Picks? Yeah, I do. My dad is not going well so far. <laughs> so Al had a strategy where he was going to yeah. fade every pick. Every pick you took, I was going to take the opposite. So I didn't care about any of them, but the Charger one really hurt me. So with the game, Monday night game still to go. That's our last game. Uh, I have eight points already with my two available. I'm three Damn. for three. So you have zero yep. with your two. Well, if you're left. eight and my strategy was to go opposite you, I'm going to guess so my total. You, it's either going to be eight to two or ten to nothing. That's how that's going to go. It's Emily also has a chance for a perfect week. She has currently has, what's that, six, seven points. She has uh, the Rams available at her three. Jorge, you have four but could get three with the Rams. So – the total will be you could have you can't have the lead because we all have because you guys will take over. Yep, you. I will have the lead regardless of what happens tonight, and I will be in fourth regardless of what happens this <laughs> evening. Yeah, you, you, well, you know, you Yates didn't do too, super well either. His, uh, uh, his guest picker did not. Nah, do not amazing. as bad as you might think. He's got um, he's got a chance for nine. If yeah. the Rams win tonight. Paisley. Yeah. Hey, swag system, baby, when you make these picks, swag. That's all my I da- do. All this did for my data was it's requiring a week two to try my data. This is, One week is not enough to try your data. What do you hear all the time? Small sample size. you got to go through size. a whole season before you can make a decision. Uh, Mookie drove in his 105th run of the season on Saturday uh, against the Giants. It is the most RBI in a single season in Major League history from somebody batting in the leadoff spot, and it is truly a remarkable accomplishment to drive in 105 runs batting first, right? Because who's on base when you bat first? The guys that bat last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it's a snake draft. It goes it goes around and around and around. So while this is an incredible testament to what Mookie has done, and it is, give the bottom of the Dodger order some credit too. Give the Haywards, the Peraltas, the Outmans, the Rojases, the Barnes, all of these guys that, that bat, Kike's, the bat near the bottom of the order for being on base enough for Mookie to have 105 stakes out of the leadoff spot. It's a good perspective. I actually, it's give Mookie all the credit in the world, but you're right about that. Something must be happening in that bottom of the lineup for him to get these opportunities. I'm going to give you a good example because it was happening over the weekend. You remember on Friday you were talking to me about you were saying, um, look, hey, the Padres still have this very, very slim chance. They're still alive. Yeah, in, in, a, in a weird way. But part of the demise, I think, of the Padres as well, not only did none of their big bats deliver like they've done in the past, but they were so bad. Cronenworth was awful. Uh, just kind of go down the list of some of these. Hassan Kim was the only one that was actually really good. But none of them were a threat. And man, if you can't extend that lineup just a little bit, I think that does kind of talk a little bit to the Dodgers and the ability to have guys delivering a little bit towards the end or just getting on so they can so Mookie can bring them in because you have such a talented leadoff player. Ross is one of those guys. He was mic'd up for Sunday Night Baseball last night and had the ball hit at him as he was talking to the guys in the booth. And I've been like using his bats and his gets here, and I don't think it's been a, a surprise that as soon as I start... Sorry, guys. I need to make this play real quick. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. We're comfortable. Thank you. Thank you. Well, not that comfortable. It's the first time doing this, but uh, uh, I'm to play for Link. He's going to get mad at me if I don't do it. <laughs> that is awesome. Unbelievable. He made a play while talking to the guys. In the- Excuse me, guys. I got to make this play real quick. Just extraordinary. Well, a lot, a lot of times when that's happening, the chances of the ball, that player getting action. Not very likely. Well, they rarely put it on the shortstop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. I'm with you on that. Usually, it's one. It's a right fielder, left fielder, something, right. or something along those lines. 
But the fact that that's happening, and he didn't just stay in complete silence during the play. When he grounded the plays, when he started talking back to the broadcasters, I, like I just think oh it was incredible. <laughs> it's so cool. I that was incredible. Okay, I, I understand why you can't have it live because it would be a hot mess with 10 different people mic'd at the same time. But why not mic up everybody like NFL Films does and put together something? Sounds or whatever. Right. Sounds of the game. Sounds of the game. And at the end of each inning, and I know you'd have to have some really quick turnaround on that. play some of it. How great would it be to hear that kind of stuff? Like Maybe maybe that's on – maybe I wonder if that's – listen, if I'd have told you 10 years ago baseball is where it is today – you would have said, ain't happening, Al. That's not what baseball does. This is just right the tradition that. of this or that. They've made some they've made some good strides over a short period of time. I give them credit. Is that an ESPN thing only? I, I've only seen it on ESPN, ESPN right? but I've it may be happening ESPN other too. places that Maybe I'm Maybe MLB aware. Network has their own thing. The, Maybe. It could yeah. be something yeah. like that, but ESPN does it on it, – it's Fox great. does it's awesome, the interviews like in the dugout, yeah. if I'm right. Yeah. But you know, I don't think on play. What Spectrum does that I love – is Spectrum puts Kershaw on on days he's not pitching? Yeah, and he's so good yeah. at it. He's so <laughs> oh, some guys you know they're just it. naturals. He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's wildly insightful. Like he he he's just seeing stuff that's so far above and beyond what regular dudes are seeing. Did you see Kershaw yesterday trying to hold all how the many? Balls? Yeah, I don't know. How, it was like seven, six. I don't know <laughs> what the hell Bench he's trying to do. Johnny Bench can hold five baseballs in one hand. Like this, like not like with your yep, palm. You up, have to try. And palm he was down. To, yeah, it's the palm. It's the one in the middle that always yeah. we got to wedge it in there. Five base, baseballs are not ping pong balls. It's a lot. It is a lot. The Saints. It was today in 2006, September 25th, 2006, that the Saints first came back at the Super Bowl, uh, wow. Super Dome, I should say, after Hurricane Katrina. They beat the Falcons 23 to three on Monday night, and Steve Gleason blocked a punt that. Even though a team that's won a Super Bowl, it might be the most famous play in Saints history. Look out, right through! A pick block by Steve Gleason! It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach! Touchdown, New Orleans! That's Mike Tirico on Monday Night Football. And he let it, so I cut this clip um, earlier today, he let it go for like... 25 seconds I love at least. It, it was insanely loud. It gets me chills just thinking about it right now. Just like going back and watching that. I watched that condensed game recently because they're just on my mind. It's an amazing game. So, John, Emily was just talking about we played a cut from Steve Gleason blocking that putt on Monday Night Football and Mike yeah. Tirico laid out and let the crowd sound take over for about 30 seconds, she yep. said. she Is that something that's hard to do in the moment to just let that thing go? Not for me. No. I, I do it all the time. If somebody makes a great play or somebody scores, I just stop. You know, that's the the. If you listen to Vin Scully's call of Kirk Gibson's sure. home run, he just stops talking. So a little less likely to do it on radio, but on TV, it's absolutely the right move to make. Yeah, I, I would think that I haven't done a million play by play, but just you would want to describe what is happening. But you're right that let it go, right? Yeah, let it particularly go, if you're out. doing TV. If you're doing TV and you just let the pictures tell the story, mm-hmm. it's it's great. Something about hearing that crowd too, and there's no interruption. You know, like that, like you're saying, John. There's the in radio. You're right. It is different. But even in some of the classic radio calls, it's a college football game or whatever it is. It's so it says so much without saying anything. And I I don't know if Mike or anybody else doing that broadcast did it true justice. The Lakers were the first. NBA team back in after Katrina and it was a huge deal the governor the mayor of New Orleans everybody 
there and you know Kobe dropped like 50 on him and we beat him <laughs> but the fact that they that city got back to normal was a huge sure. deal Mason and I sponsored a bunch of kids who had left New Orleans and came out here on buses just to get away from the hurricane and we took them out to a Dodger game they were all staying at the Scientology Center and we we just rented a bus and said anybody wants to go to the Dodger game it's on us so we took like 50 kids to a Dodger game and the thing that struck me about it was we asked all of them so when are you going back? They're like, never. Never. Oh, really? We'll never go back there. Yeah. It's just they, 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 the city has never been the same since Katrina. And New Orleans used to be party city USA. Oh, yeah. oh, Nashville yeah. has now taken that title from Nashville and Vegas are now the two big party cities. But New Orleans was one of them. And, and it's never been the same since then. I don't know if I've, I've been to New Orleans probably, I don't know, maybe eight or 10 times in my life. But I don't know if I've have been, you been since Katrina. I, I'm trying to think. I don't, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe a, not. Maybe that's now a good it's, example of why not. It's much dirtier. It's much. It, it's like, I don't know if you've been to San Francisco since you COVID. You tell me that. San Francisco is completely different now. Um, you know, there's no police. There's no, I mean, it's just crime ridden. It's That's New Orleans since Katrina. One more on this day, September 25th, 2001. Michael Jordan announced that he's coming out of retirement for the second time and returning to play with the Washington Wizards. It's kind of, it, it feels kind of punchline-y that he went and did that. He was pretty good with the Wizards. Yeah, he averaged had a, 20 a game. Yeah, he had a nice, it wasn't. Peak Jordan, but it wasn't Emmett Smith with the Arizona Cardinals. It was Michael Jordan at the end of the line. That's it was pretty impressive. Age thirty eight and thirty nine is when he was with Washington. So goes three okay. years, comes back, averages twenty three in one year and twenty in the next. Right, year, three but, years okay. Off. So how about this? LeBron is that age now, yeah. and LeBron's basically averaging a triple double and is like Insane. all NBA. Insane. I mean, it's just like that's why I, I don't think people fully appreciate what's going on. I got one more on this day. We'll do it at the beginning of Super Crosstalk. Bonk. All right, on this day in 1975, September 25th, 1975, the Rocky Horror Picture Show premiered. Hey! You, Let's do the time warp again. You have you guys shown up with the makeup and the outfits and all I, that? Kind I of stuff? myself didn't get the makeup, but I went to. They used to do a midnight show in on down on Balboa Island in Newport Beach for years, and I, I went to it a couple times. It was really fun. We used to go. Uh, we went uh, when I was in high school. Did you put on the and, costumes? No, I never did the costumes, but we you know. We but threw, a lot of people did. I mean, yeah. it's, it was, it's fun to go. You throw toast and you throw <laughs> squirt water bottles in the air and I, all kinds of goofy so stuff. So you guys know the Arrow Theater down on Montana. Sure. On the west yeah, side, sure. they used to have a Rocky Horror yeah. Picture Show down there when I was in my twenties. I lived on that side of town, and I didn't know. Somehow, I missed that it. it was a thing. That so Susan and I are going to movie one night. We're coming out, and all these people are lined up in the costumes and all the things. I had no idea, like the squirt guns and the toast. Yep. So I'm like, okay, this I got to figure rice, out what this that's is. That's another one, right? You throw uh, rice in so the air. I go to watch the movie, like not go to the show. I'm like, I don't get it. Like and I just do I need to go to the show yes. to get it? Yeah, yeah you yeah, do. You totally okay. do. Because the movie's not that good. No, it's, that's it's what I'm like. I don't understand. It's a really yeah. weird, weird movie if you get right down to it. And we used to show it like midnight shows out at uh, my theaters. Uh, actually, a and bunch people of would show theaters. up, right? Oh, people show up, and you'd have to have the cleaning crew come afterwards, clean up wow. rice and toast and all this kind of stuff. Have you ever done it, Slee? No. Yeah. All right. Hey, let me. Ask I can you. see Slee as Doctor yeah. Frankenfurter. I would. <laughs> when you see. walked out of the theater, I was walking you out. Fully. I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I didn't see, recognize you in your makeup. I want to see the Slee as Doctor Frankenfurter <laughs> yes. meme. That's yes. got to be out there somewhere. Yes. All right. Let's say that all of us, with our significant others, are having dinner at a really nice restaurant. Let's say we're Nobu. Okay. Okay. 
and we're Nobu, and we're running up a tab, but we're having fun. And the manager walks over to us, and he goes, guys, I am so sorry, but you have to leave, and your tab is covered. Oh, yeah. But you have to leave now. Yep. Are we happy, or are we sad? I'm happy. Slay? How, how long have we been there? Let's say we've been there 40 minutes, but we would be there another 40 minutes if they would have let us so stay. So only 40 all right, if I ate, I'm happy. If I haven't yeah, eaten, we've eaten yet. we've eaten, but let's say we're finishing our meal. Yeah. No dessert. Um, I've had my drinks. Yeah. Yeah, we just had a couple of drinks, but <laughs> we had another hell out we of had here. another one on order. Yeah. And the manager walks over, he goes, Guys, I know this sounds ridiculous. I am so sorry, but you gotta leave and your tab is completely covered, including the tip. Mission accomplished. Mace, Mace, Mission accomplished. Yeah, so that's Mace, what I'm yeah. So apparently that's what happened in Kansas City last yeah. night. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey descended on the nicest restaurant in Kansas City after the game, and they had apparently told every, everybody in there when they sat down, we got a hard close at 8 o'clock. You have to be out by 8 o'clock. And so people that came in at 7 knew what they were getting Clock's into. Ticking. What they didn't tell them was that their, their whole tab was getting covered. Oh, okay. So apparently the two of them, I don't know if it was Taylor, I don't know if it was Travis, the two of them basically said, we're covering the whole tab. And you got to get out now, Emily. If now you don't get to meet them, you don't get to even yeah. see them. They kick you out. Are you happy or sad if if you get treated like that? I'm very happy. So I think what the report was was that Travis reserved the restaurant. Taylor paid the yeah, bill. Yeah, I was going to say Taylor has yeah. got to pay the bill. She's yeah, got to pick up the checks in that relationship. And, but right. like she's a, worth a hundred mil. Yeah, she's worth a bill. Kelsey's worth a hundred mil. She's but, worth but, a billion. But Taylor might be worth more than yeah, she does. She might get a billion dollar tour of this tour. So I said she was worth. 740 million because yep. that's what Google told me. Yeah. <laughs> Emily almost reached through yeah. the glass she, there oh, saying that imagine. that's not enough. I, I, She's John, not 740. If, if I'm exaggerating, correct me, but I think, and I'm counting Michael Jackson, I'm counting the Beatles, I think Taylor Swift has a chance to be the highest grossing musician in the history of music. Um, she's 33. She's already made probably a billion. This tour alone might make a billion dollars. You figure that she hasn't sold her catalog yet. When she does that, she's going to make. I mean, well, her catalog was sold. Her catalog was sold. That's why she's she's, re-recording everything on her own. Correct, because she wants to own her catalog. She is very shrewd in her in her like money, and she's very shrewd about keeping everything as close to home as she can to earn the most money for her as possible. And so, yes, she's on the road to owning all of her music. But I do believe she could be, you know, highest earning musician of all time. But again, this is. The the range is so small at this point. It's like 15 years, so we got to see another 15 years Doesn't how it works Michael out. Michael Jackson own the Beatles catalog. He the did. State he of did. Michael Jackson. He did, and yeah. I, then I think he sold it to like somebody, like okay. Sony or somebody. But you know, that's the most impressive thing here oh is that gosh. if 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 they are dating, it appears they are. That Travis Kelton. I mean, that he was able to close this deal. No, it's this incredible. Is, this is one of the great. So, this is one of the great closes of all time. Emily is our expert on this, obviously. And she, and when I asked her this, I said, by the time we get to the end of the football season, do you think they're still together? And you were not like, oh, yeah, for sure. You were very lukewarm on that. And are we sure, Emily, that they're not just like, hey, PR? I went to No, your, we're not sure. I went to your right. concert 
at, and I loved it, would you want to come to a game? You can sit with my mom. Right. Hey, I would love that. Let's do it. Maybe they're not even sleeping together. Maybe they're just like friends. <laughs> there is, maybe they're getting to again, know each other conflicting first, reports that <laughs> yeah. maybe they got friendly at the restaurant. Maybe they didn't. So it's all kind of like, it. it's, it's she kind of keeps it kind of in the mystery for a while so we'll see we don't know them at all so i'm kind of like i i hope that they work out but i told yeah. this i told this story last week and, and i actually heard from these guys after i told it but i was playing golf a few years ago and this was maybe 10 years ago that travis kelsey did a dating show a reality show called catching kelsey it was basically a girl from 50 girls one girl from every state showed up to try and date it was a bachelor starring travis sure. kelsey and these two guys that ran it were members at Mountain Gate, their brothers, um, told me, you would not believe what a great guy Kelsey is. It's like impossible to overstate hmm. how this guy is, like they said, never lets anybody pay for anything. Never, he's like, remember you told me a story about David Hasselhoff that he remembered oh, yeah. everybody's name. You did a show. And I, he, he I was, was doing a, a show with Tom Snyder. David Hasselhoff was a guest. My mom and dad were visiting and a bunch of people from the crew. And there were probably nine people in the studio while okay. I was talking to Hasselhoff. Introduce everybody beforehand. Uh, this remember the guy that ate hamburger off his floor. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. He, uh, he walks out after the interview and says, Donna, nice to meet you. Steve, nice to meet you. Tom, nice to meet you. He knew everybody's wow. name he when he impressive. came out of that studio. Apparently, that's Kelsey. Okay. Apparently, Kelsey, like when he, we have, Mason and I have a friend that works at SNL. He hosted SNL and he told us the same thing that Kelsey came in and they, they said, well, can we make fun of you doing this? And he goes, guys. Let you don't know me, but you can literally make fun of anything. You want to put me in a diaper and have me suck a pacifier, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in your hands. Let me do it. Like, he's apparently that guy. So so maybe if, if he's got that mojo, and I've heard the same thing about her, that that it, despite Taylor Swift's huge – Emily, I've told you the story before. She apparently did a thing where she had a contest where 30 of her listeners – could go to her apartment in New York City right. and watch movies with her, and she did a private concert for him, and it was yep. actually her apartment. <laughs> it wasn't crazy. a fake apartment. They did it in Rhode Island, too. It was, and, and apparently they walked in, and, and she's in the kitchen. Like making snacks? Making cookies. <laughs> and she goes, look, you guys, I made cookies for you. And they said, well, where's the chef? No, no, I, <laughs> I made them. Like apparently, it's got to be may bizarre. Be, they may be like kindred spirits in this way that they just—they're great to everybody. She has dated a lot of famous men, so being with a famous person is not new for her. And I don't know Travis Kelsey's resume. I yeah, don't right. know who he's been with. His dating resume, but yeah, has any like for him to be as famous as he is? Like you said, he's got his own TV show. He's hosted Saturday Night Live. He's, he's probably the—he's probably Super the Bowl most champion. busy pitch man in the NFL. And I think he's got more commercials Cer than Mahomes. Well, he's there, a different famous now. He's dwarfed by yeah. her fame. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. absolutely dwarfed by the level that she's reached. He might be the perfect guy for that, for Although, all the reasons that you're talking me, about. Let me just say, I, I'll be the cynic. So there is such a thing called strategic dating. There is such a thing as putting yourself with somebody because it's good for your brand and it's good for their brand. Yeah, if you go to the library and you want to read about it, it's called the Tom Cruise there story. There you go. Yeah. Is, it, is it not possible that Taylor Swift is sort of 
pulling our chain. On I all think Emma already said that earlier and in the show. Entirely possible. And that yeah. here sure she is, is reaching a different audience Completely. during the middle of a football game. Well, apparently, yeah. what happened yesterday, I find this hard to believe. But uh, yesterday, apparently, girls, Swifties, were writing, all right, somebody explain football to me so I can watch this. Oh, God. Is that <laughs> true? Em, you were there. I did have, including my own sister, text to me like how I should, how she should be watching the game. Because, yes, there are people that have never watched football before that watch football to see glimpses of Taylor Swift reacting. That's the part that's lost on it's me. It's crazy. Like, I get being a Taylor Swift fan, wanting to listen to the music, go see the shows, yeah, go right. watch the movie. But just getting a... 10 second cutaway to watch her with the, mom Kelsey to watch her hug Donna Kelsey yeah. I don't I uh, that well I did you that. see what she yelled yes let's <laughs> effing go yeah. yeah no she either is a football fan or was coached up really well from what Philly or so what were we saying yeah, earlier Eagles fan yeah she if was an I'm Eagles a fan at Swifty some point. and I have no interest in football like your sister M or the people that you're talking about John do I need a 10 second glimpse of her at the Chiefs game is worth my time so, oh yeah. Well, I mean, Travis, Look at Emily. Emily's they're obsessed. Right. Really? Yes. They're I mean, obsessed. Uh, CBS knew what they had, or Fox, whoever did the game, knew what they had from the word go. <laughs> right. I mean, they were they could, they could not cut away. Is it the is it true they snuck her in with in a big box the way they do at her concert? She showed me. Yes. Oh, did they? So there was a large popcorn like container thing that was like all closed off no you can't see inside of it yep. but it's kind of like one of those things that like caterers will walk around like it's so fine in other places sure. so it's like six feet tall and <laughs> she is 5'11 and before for Eris Taurus she goes on uh, in this like generous box so it's no one saw her leaving the suite and people were lining up to see her leave the suite so therefore she likely was inside of that well but somebody box. got I think it was Walter Payton's son in the Jared, locker room yes got a video of the two of them leaving together yeah, went yeah, yeah, yeah. So we saw that getting one too, into yeah. the uh, Camaro. Right, it was the Camaro. Yeah, yeah you know what that reminded me of is like it looked like the end of Greece. That's what I said. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, <laughs> this, this is the ending of Greece where we they go fly together. away. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect it PR ending. Yeah. So again, it, it leads to Mason's idea that maybe this is all marketing stunts and it's good for both brands. I want to go back to something you said earlier. Are you not okay with getting kicked out of this? Restaurant at the end. With oh, your I'm totally pick? okay with that. I, I was going to say, because if nothing else, yeah. for the story. The yeah. story. Well, yeah. you could say Taylor Swift bought me dinner. Yeah, right. the free Cause food because she did. I yeah. was going to say the thing. I walked away, so I don't have to pay for my food or my drinks. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. Sign me up. In, as long as we got the one drink, even if it's just appetizers and drinks. Like, hey, you got to go. Taylor Swift just buy. Yeah, I don't care what famous person walks up trying to pick up my Take check. Take the bill, I'm and like, I'm good. See ya. Thanks. That, that is a nice little surprise. It doesn't happen a lot. No, this has been taken. What? Okay. Yeah. That's, by the oh, way, by great. the way, I brought up to both of them before we started. I just said Staley. Oh and God. What came out of his mouth? What, what came out of John's mouth? Oh well, my here's God. what I've noticed about unbelievable. Because you know, uh, <laughs> oh. Josh McDaniels last night, it was just an idiot. Oh, we're gonna, just stupid. We're going to do Vince that Lombardi one too. next to Staley. Yeah. Well, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. No. They were how about bad. this? How about this? After the game, somebody is the Raiders are down by eight. Yeah. No, I was watching. Yeah. There's like. Two minutes to go. Yep, two minutes and change. And he's got to decide, do I go for it here? Yep. Or <laughs> do I kick the It's not even a decision to be made. It's not even a decision. So here's what, here's what Josh McDaniels said. Game. Jorge, you could probably find this. Josh McDaniels at the end goes, well, we were going to need two possessions anyway. No, no you don't, you idiot. Okay, counterpoint. What that, is the counterpoint to that? I'm going to tell you. Okay, good. <laughs> Brandon Staley could have dropped dead on the sidelines at the end of the Raider-Charger game two seasons ago, and the Chargers would have gone to the playoffs. 
Instead, he called a timeout. He could have right. literally just fallen yeah. on the ground and expired, and they go. His mere presence pre- prevented a playoff appearance. But have you noticed something about going for it on fourth down or not going for it on fourth down? If you make it, you're a genius. If you fail, I hear you're you. the world's John, biggest John, there's idiot. scenarios where it's like, okay, hey, I get that you were aggressive there. Not your own 21 Not or 25. Not your own 21. Not when the other team doesn't have any timeouts left. Has timeouts and has to have a touchdown. There's a very famous Sunday night game from years ago. Belichick. Belichick is playing Peyton Manning in Indy. Yep. And he's got them all in his own 20. And the... Colts had been running up and down the field all game, and he just made a decision. I am not. Not giving it to Peyton Manning. Not giving the ball, ball to Peyton back, Manning. Right? So he went for it on like fourth and four. They got stuff. They got stuff. Colts go in and win the game. Bill Belichick. I understand. Yeah. I'm, not but, go- I'm not going. I'm not turning the, the game over to uh, who's McDaniel. McDaniel, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. honestly, this, this is the that we can say. Remember that decision that Belichick made 12 years ago that didn't work out. Bill Belichick has a resume of everything else working out. Josh McDaniel and Brandon, Brandon Staley, Staley have resumes of constantly getting it wrong. Yeah. Right. If occasionally a good decision will backfire, but these were just bad decisions. And Consistently. one of them got lucky. Yeah. yeah. Lucky because the other guy doesn't know what he's doing either. What up, Kirk Cousins? Super Crosstalks <laughs> brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you in an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs>